the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. It's great to speak to you again this day as we go to prayer before we say anything really, right? (laughs) Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we love you, praise you, and worship you. We honor you. We respect you. You are an awesome God. So this day we dedicate our lives to you. And every day we dedicate our lives to you. And we thank you for choosing us. And we ask, O oh Lord, that we could be great representatives for you as we go into a dark world and bring light wherever we go. Lord, help us, Father. Give us the power of your spirit so that we can be what we need to be for you. We bless you and thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, last week we uh, finished talking about Israel and in, in prayer for Israel, though I'm sure we'll be back there again soon. But uh, this week we are going to continue our discussion about civility. Uh, Maybe that's something that you uh, never thought to pray about, but I believe it should be added to our prayer requests. Now, before we start, this is the last week I'm going to be offering my two prayer booklets. One booklet to strengthen your quiet time, the other booklet so you specifically know how to pray for Israel and the United States. There's no cost to you. It's free. Though it's helpful if you want to uh, help us financially with our airtime, but call Karen at 813-831-5673 and just ask for the prayer booklets. Um, We are focusing on different aspects of prayer, and I want to just remind you that we are to fellowship daily with the Lord, and I believe that should include prayer, God's Word, Obedience under authority with grace and humility. Amen. Good way to start the day. 
So in these radio programs of prayer, I realize there are so many things we can be praying for. But as I've mentioned, my heart, and I believe the heart of Messiah, is civility. We need to pray for civility. Last week, we began the subject of civility by talking about honoring and respecting our government. We read Romans 13, 1 through 7. You know, such respect must be given whether we agree with the government or not. Those in authority are God's instruments for carrying out the purpose of governing and worthy of the respect God mandates. When we obey the principles of these passages, we give genuine credibility to our faith. We also looked at Luke twenty twenty five that said, Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God. You know, we need to give to God first, and, and certainly um, that is uh, our heart. Well, let's start today with the uh, definition of civility. Let's make sure we know what we're talking about. Civility is formal politeness and courtesy in behavior or speech. Polite remarks used in formal conversation. So, uh, wouldn't you agree we need to pray for civility? (laughs) Civility is a sign of respect. You know, in 1 Peter 2, we see how God feels about respect for us as believers. Starting in verse 15, it says, For this is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish men by doing good. Well, there's a principle for you. If you think people are ignorant and foolish and have absurd ideas, we are to silence them by doing good. That means speaking well and doing well. How is that for a unique uh, idea, right? So have you done that? Live, in verse 16, live as free people, but not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Rather, live as God's slaves. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. So we, we are free to do whatever we want. That is absolutely true. But it should not be, as God says here, a cover-up for evil. Let's be God's slaves, So it says here, we are to, uh uh-oh, honor all. Okay, here's time for a definition. How would you define all? That's correct, all. (laughs) So we are to honor all people. We are to respect and honor all believers. We are to respect and honor God, fear God. And, of course, we are to respect the governing authorities, which are part of the definition of all, right? (laughs) Continuing with 1 Peter 2, in verse 18, it says, Slaves, that's you and me, by the way, with all respect. By the way, do you like to be called a slave? (laughs) Because God is calling you his slave. Is that okay? Are you going to deal with that? (laughs) Slaves, with all respect, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are harsh. 
For this finds favor if, for the sake of conscience toward God, someone endures grief from suffering undeservedly. So the word respect is a translation of the Greek word meaning honor or value. It literally means to place a great value or a high value or a high price on something. And so with great value or a high price, we submit. We are putting a high price on submission because God has told us to. With great value, we even submit to those who are upset with us, harsh, angry. We submit. Yes, this is God's word. Please listen. And what it says for 19, we find favor with God if we receive grief, especially if it's not deserved. Okay? Who says it's easy to follow God? There are so many scriptures that support this concept. I mean, Matthew 5 and 6 are filled with them. Are we willing to submit to our spouse, to our boss, to our coworker, to our neighbor? I mean, God is asking us to represent him to the people of this world. Today, you know, we tend to place our values on personal rights and equality. However, biblical respect is far different. God is asking us to place a greater value on others than ourselves. Look, we've read Philippians 2, verse 3 often, so just know that it it exists, right? Look, it starts with honoring God and his word. In Leviticus 18, verse 1, it says the following, Adonai said to Moses, Speak to Bnei Yisrael, which is the sons of Israel, and say to them, I am Adonai your God. You are not to act as they do in the land of Egypt, where you used to live, nor are you to act as they do in the land of Canaan, which I am bringing you, nor are you to walk in their customs. You are to obey my ordinances and keep my statutes and walk in them. I am Adonai, your God. The summary of that is follow God's ways and don't behave as other people do. Sinners or non-sinners, we are to be different. (laughs) So that's the summary of that verse, okay? That's the interpretation. (laughs) All our relationships are to have honor and respect, so our speech should be an example of that honor and respect. If you follow the reading called the parasha each week, the portion, we are reading currently in Exodus 20. And that, of course, houses the Ten Commandments, where it says to honor our parents, right? (laughs) Or the following is just one verse of many in Psalm 119, which should direct our behavior and our speech. Psalm 119 69 says this. Oh, this is such a cool scripture. Listen to it. Though the proud smeared a lie on me, with all my heart I keep your precepts. Okay, let me try this one again, because I'm sure you've never heard this scripture, so you'll have to check it. It's Psalm 119, 
69, though the proud smeared a lie on me, with all my heart, I keep your precepts. So even though they smeared us with lies, we keep God's word. Okay, is this hard to understand? Am I getting too deep? Or am I too simple, actually? (laughs) It's just hard to do, right? Is it hard to listen to? Do you feel guilty? I hope so. (laughs) Look at it another way from the book of John, chapter 14. In verse 15, Yeshua says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, so he may be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not behold him or know him, you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Your behavior and your speech show your love for or lack of love for God. Your behavior and your speech show whether you are allowing for the power of God's Spirit to work in your life. Or are you in control? If you are, I'm quite sure the Holy Spirit would be better at the helm of your thoughts and your speech and your behavior. When Yeshua asked Peter, do you love me? And then he says, feed my sheep. We feed people by encouraging them, not only with physical gifts, but emotional gifts and spiritual gifts. We are to feed God's sheep. Before we can ask others to be civil and show respect, we must do it ourselves. When it comes to civility and respect, God says it this way in Isaiah 8, starting with verse 12. Do not say it's a conspiracy about everything that these people call a conspiracy. You must not fear or tremble at what they fear. Adonai Tzivaot, which is the Lord of hosts, him will you sanctify and let him be your fear, trembling at him. Hey, let's do a sidebar here. The Hebrew word for hosts is tzibah. Now, it, before I tell you what it means, I mean, do you know what the Lord of hosts means? What is a host? <laughs> or what are the hosts? Well, okay, here it is. The Hebrew actually means an army ready and poised for battle. So the Lord and his army ready and poised for battle. Every time you read that word host, remember that we are in a spiritual battle. We need to fear God. He is warring on our behalf and he wants us to be part of his spiritual army. We become, in a sense, part of the Lord of hosts. Again, let's listen to the heart of God as he speaks to Israel about respect and honor and fearing him. In Deuteronomy 10, verse 11, Adonai says to rise up, go, journey ahead of the people so that they may go in and possess the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. So now, O Israel, what does Adonai your God require of you? But to fear Adonai your God, to walk 
in all his ways and love him and to serve Adonai your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the mitzvot, the commandments of Adonai and his statutes that I am commanding you today for your own good. Civility begins with our speech. It begins with how we react when situations don't go our way. You know, it's all about obeying God, whether we feel like it or not. Look, we see the problem. The problem is laid out very clearly in James 3. In verse 1, it says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, since you know that we will receive a stricter government. I always found that verse very funny. Why? Because you and I and everybody in the world who speaks in a sense, our teachers, right? Don't we teach our wives? Don't we teach our children? Don't we teach people at work? Don't we teach people how to do, I don't know, Microsoft or something on the computer? Don't we teach something on the phone? I mean, we are teachers, all of us. In order not to teach, we would have to not talk. And even then we might still be teachers. So listen again. Not many of you should be teachers since you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. How does that make you feel? In verse 2 of James 3, For we all stumble in many ways. If someone does not stumble in speech, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. So if we're, God's saying here that if we are able to control our tongue, God sees us as perfect. Not only have we conquered the tongue, but we've conquered our entire body. And then it continues, if we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole body as well. See also the ships, though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So in verse 5 it says, So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. See how so small a fire sets ablaze so great a forest. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of evil placed among our body parts. It pollutes the whole body and sets on fire the course of life. And it is set on fire by Gehenna. Then in verse 7, it says, For every species of beasts and birds, reptiles and sea creatures is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But in verse 8, But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And you might say, well, what, what hope do we have? Well, I'll tell you, the hope is in the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit Spirit can tame anything and certainly can tame the tongue. We as people can't, but the power of God's Spirit in us gives us the opportunity to tame the tongue. Verse 9, with it we bless our Father and and, uh, with it we curse people who made are made in the image of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be. A spring doesn't pour out fresh and bitter water from the same opening, does it? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree produce olives or a vine produce figs? Neither can salt water produce fresh water. 
So would you say that God is concerned about our speech? I believe he is. My spirit has been grieved by the way people are talking to each other. President Trump is the most powerful person in the world. He's president of the United States. He needs to set an example. We need to pray for him because right now, you know, I'm fine with him tweeting and speaking. But when he gets personal, when he does things that are yucky, you know, somehow we should pray that he will get an understanding that he has to have civility. Recently criticized one of the Democrats, Chuck Schumer, by saying fake tears, Chuck Schumer. There's no benefit to that. You know, it's not helpful. So let me give you three thoughts about speech. Number one, don't assign motivation to somebody else. Okay? We should not comment on someone else's motivation. We can't know what's in their heart. So that's number one. Don't assign motivation. Don't tell somebody what caused them to do something when we don't know. Number two, we should not name call or describe people in negative ways. There's no benefit to describing people negatively. Number three, we should keep to the issues. Describe issues. If you want to be negative about an issue, fine. Be negative. It's okay. Say, I disagree with this policy or whatever. But don't use words to inflame because they become personal. Okay? So you have these three things that that are really helpful with our speech. And it's not just President Trump. Look, the Democrats, some of the things they've said about him, totally disrespectful. We see people in the media. They are no longer reporting the news. They are just being disrespectful. We should pray that this stops. Pray with me. Avinu Malkenu, bless the public servants in our federal government, president, his cabinet, advisors, the judiciary, and the Congress. May they do their work in a spirit of wisdom, charity, mercy, compassion, and justice. Help them to use their authority to serve faithfully and to promote peace. In times of disagreements, I pray they engage one another without hatred or bitterness and listen for your voice amid competing messages from the world and that we would work together with mutual love and respect. Lord, where hearts are fearful and constricted, grant courage and hope. Where anxiousness is spreading, grant peace and reassurance. Where things seem impossible, grant imagination and illumination. Where distrust exists, Grant healing and reconciliation. May civility begin with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, for you are my rock and my redeemer. All these things we ask in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Once again, civility begins with me. We teach people through modeling civility, and then we have a platform to teach it. Right? So to your spouse, your children, your co-workers, your neighbors, everyone you meet, let us be civil. Okay, we have no more time left in our program. If you want the various prayer booklets for um, your quiet time, for 
uh, Israel, for the United States, just call Karen, 813-831-5673. If you want the um, Senator Jim Inhofe's article on Israel's right to the land, again, ask for that. If you want the 65 ways Israel is saving our planet, call Karen, 813-831-5673. We'd first personally love to receive gifts from you to help us stay on the air. Um, Our recent programs have sought to give the army of believers ammunition to fight at the spiritual level where we can see the most good. Join me each week, get uh, get stronger and more effective in defeating the army as we grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. The God of Israel Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.